Ready? You made me do it! <laughs> There's a number two. Number two. Alright, here we go. And we're here. Welcome to Rhythm in Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 17-1, the start of season 17 of your favorite podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And this has no potty whatsoever. No potty tone. Absolutely, absolutely not. Certainly not before the podcast. Exactly not. Uh, Mom, you've never, I've never, never, never cursed in my life. That's correct. Now, uh, me and Pernell are going to turn this off and we're going to go to church. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) I must first of all say thank you to everyone who listened to our episode last week, which was live in South Philadelphia. It was a good time. A lot of fun people showed up. We had a lot of fun times. It was fun. Um, Pernell talked about Super Mario cartoon for about 15 minutes. And I was hoping, I was worried that it wouldn't take, but apparently it did. People it worked loved, out. People yeah, liked no, it. It was good. And the recording came out really nice when I was going back through. I was like, hey, this is the first live show we did where the microphones were decent. But you know what? <laughs> now, now we have to, we were, we were trounced prior to our podcast by a far superior idea. And what I mean by that is discussions of Andy Griffith episodes. You can't, we... <laughs> We yeah. might have to adopt that. We might become, you know, Rhythm and Mayberry. Uh, I you know Rhythm I, and Pixels down home in Mayberry. That you're on your own on that one. <laughs> Cause I like listening to music. <laughs> we can play music while we talk about Andy Griffith. Um this the the Andy Griffith music hour. I don't even like the music in Andy Griffith. It's just whistling. It's just whistling. It's yeah, a little bit of Dixie. A little eight bit whistling. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we don't have any. I don't think we have any 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 events coming up, right? No, not so much right now. We're just kind of cruising and chilling. Yeah, but be, hey, if you got gonna, some thoughts on topics or ideas? Give us them so we can actually have right. those events. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just having fun. It's all downhill through the winter. <laughs> actually, I don't even know if this is winter anymore. It's like spring, spring point five at spring ish. Yeah, spring ish. Spring ish. All right. So this week's episode, we're talking ease again. You know what that means? You want to know? We don't repeat topics unless unless we have a guest. And who do we have today? We have Chris Baines and and his beard online. Hey, hi. How you hello. Doing, Chris? Hi. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hi. Oh. Is, is this thing on? It is totally on. This is an all star episode because we have the all star Chris Baines. I think this is your fifth, maybe sixth appearance. Oh God! Is it? It can't be that many. I think so. But I know what it is. Also, <laughs> it's the first appearance of that immaculate bloodborne poster. Oh yeah, <laughs> right, right behind. That's you. a banner, actually. That's that's when I worked at the PlayStation. Oh, nice. That's that you cannot purchase those. And that's where I belongs. Right where it is on that wall, looking swing. That's like, is that floor to ceiling? Yeah, uh, just about by about like six inches. Oh my goodness. It's Purnell to Purnell. Though. Purnell. Purnell, you would never put the nails <laughs> in your wall to hang that thing. True. <laughs> I would not. I'd get 3M tape. That's just a little inside joke ribbing that Rob will rib on, Robbie Ribby on uh, Purnell over there. Oh, God, no. Well, I'll just tell people I have a big, I have a thing against putting holes in walls at my house. Even with the knowledge of plaster I know. and I'm just filling in the time. holes, I won't do it. <laughs> I 3M everything. So we want to uh, ease, ease the, the Ease series of games and then... Like Ease One and Two when it got re-released and re-released and re-released on all the different platforms, just amazing music from Yusa Koshiro and then the Falcom sound team and then all the arrangements. It's incredible. It's such an easy topic to do. It's easy because the music is fantastic. And I think was Chris. Did you come up to us with this one, or did we were we just like talking one day and we were like, Well, I heard you 
mention it. I don't know if it was last episode or it was an episode recently. I heard you mention like doing a second Ease episode and I immediately messaged Purnell and I was like, if you do an Ease episode and you do it without me, I'm going to be incredibly <laughs> upset and disappointed. I love it. And the thing is, he's not lying because this man, he, this man loves some Ease as well. I was shocked. Yes, I like he came out of the blue one day. I think it was when around the time Celseta came out mm. on the Vita. And you were mm-hmm. like, oh, man, you play that Ease game on the Vita? I'm like, whoa, who do you think you're talking to? I am the Ease man. <laughs> I'm that guy. You're the Ease man. I'm Ease man. <laughs> you're Ease man. I feel like this is like right in your wheelhouse, though, Chris, because this is like symphonic, hard rock, metal, like with that orchest- orchestral sound that kind of slept right in there. Well, that's why I got so into the music, because it's basically my style when i heard when i heard like my first i played e7 was my first one so i got in mm. kind of late but um when i heard the soundtrack i was like oh my god this kind of sounds like my music and like my style and i definitely took a lot of influence from it as well like moving forward so it definitely was a natural natural fit for me yeah i cannot wait i mean i just just listening listening to tracks trying to narrow them down for the show and then i think we mean pernell originally maybe we doubled up on some and then we I'm did, not, did we? No, we didn't came double close. up. What ended, came up close. what ended up happening was, and I think it's going to become noticeable on the episode proper, was that we were just all choosing our respective tunes, and Chris had the suggestion of <laughs> doing like a general, co- decent coverage of the series yeah. with our picks. So once that was noted, and then I saw what you guys had picked, I was like, well, can't pick those anymore. It's <laughs> like threw them in the trash. Can't pick those anymore. Threw those in the trash. But at the same time, I can't fault it, because what that means is that I went to games that I don't typically dive into from the series, mm-hmm. and I still pulled out some ridiculous gems, including one that I've been meaning to get on the show for quite some time. Yeah, and I found an arrangement for the bonus round, which I'm super excited about um, to play and to listen to again. I've been listening to this music all week. It's been been really, really good. Um, so our first look at Ease was back in, like, episode, was it 7? 1-7. 1-7. We were easing into... Easing into... Pixels. We were easing into the show, and I don't <laughs> and I don't know why we were having such a hard time. <laughs> um, no, but we only looked at Ease 1 and 2, and maybe also 3 for that show. And I picked all hmm. PC-88, like, original PC-88 Yusuke Koshiro tracks, which are phenomenal. Yeah, they're so good. And those themes come back again and again throughout the series. So let's start listening to some music and keep on gabbing. So, uh, Chris, what's the first track you want to go with? My first track is from E7, and it is called Vacant Interference, and it is the boss theme by the Falcom Sound Team.
That was vacant <laughs> interference. Uh, is it the boss theme or a boss theme? A boss theme. A boss theme. One of the boss themes from Ease 7 for the PlayStation Portable. Oof, that is some hot fire. I am legitimately constantly torn for what is my favorite boss theme in the game, and yet, no matter what you choose, every answer is correct, so it just bounces out. No, the correct answer is vacant interference. No! No! Oh, this is so <laughs> good. No, I take back what I said. No! That, that crossing rage. That violin with those, like, heavy beats is just so cool. It's so freaking cool. It makes me the feel part, so oh, good. God, man. When the chorus comes in and it's the violins, yeah. and then the guitars come in later and repeat it again at the, like near the end of the song, that's like one of my favorite parts in any video game song ever. Exactly. Well, I can tell you right now that um, when it comes to that game, the thing I liked about the most is that at the time we had we did get E6 maybe like a year or two prior. That's PS2, maybe, right? Yeah, it was a PS2 game. But yeah. that one was still kind of traditional ease like had a traditional ease like feel to it. it was still top down, just eight old, he got his elemental blades and all that. But with E seven, this was the first one where they really went out and just changed the entire formula and it shocked a lot of people. There's other party members aside from Adol that you can use. And the first time you hear this track and you pull off a flash guard, oh it feels good. Because the music oh, is getting yeah. you tense and pumped, and out of nowhere it's like, oh, why am I dodging everything when I can just put my arms up and get that buff? That bonus That's buff. so good. Well, E7 is special to me because it was my very first Ease game. I got involved in the series late. Um, and I, I, it's funny because uh, my girlfriend actually picked up this game. Uh, I didn't even buy it. And she wanted to keep it sealed and everything. And one day I was really bored and I was like, oh, there's this, what's this Ease game on my, <laughs> on my shelf for PSP? Because we both worked for GameStop like long, long, this is years and years ago. Um, but I was just really bored, and I think it was like yeah, it snowed outside, and I couldn't go out or anything. And I picked it up and just popped it in. And I fell in love with this game, and I fell in love with the whole series. But that that game in particular, really, just it was so good, and the music was so fantastic, and it just everything was great. I, I just I love it. I sometimes tell myself I need to go back and res- and play it again because of the fact that I just genuinely enjoyed the playthrough so much. What, I, what defines an Ease game? Because there's a whole lot of these games in the series. At this point, it's a hard nut to crack because a lot of times people would always say the red-haired adventure off on another adventure by himself, saving the world, blah, blah, blah. Which that's is com- still, it's, it's common, right? It, yeah, it's common. It's still there. But now it's not just Adol. Now it's him and two, or two of his friends that can be hot-swapped out. And now it's not just, you know, powering up your guy with levels. Now you got to deal with flash guards and flash dodges. You got to deal with a lot of submissions, which didn't exist in the old games. Mm. The games went from being like 10-hour epics to like 40-hour also epics. Well, that's kind of like, that's just like modern games now, where it's like, I spent $50, I demand 80 hours worth of content. But that's the thing, though. I partly feel like Ease didn't go that route because Mm. of modern day, and it went that way because the development team really just decided they wanted to make games that big. Like, they weren't trying to keep up with trends, they just wanted to do it. But the music, I will definitely say, is always a part of what makes an Ease game great. If I ever play an Ease game and that chess music, the, the opening item chess music doesn't play, I'm going to snap. It has to be in every game. Even if it's a <laughs> variation on it, I don't care. It needs to be there. Um, Did we pick that music? No, but that would be a good tra- uh, like sound effect to throw in a part in the episode, because it's just like a, a quick jingle that plays wherever you open a box. Uh-huh. Like right now. 
Yeah, you can play it right now. <laughs> I, I can play it right now. <laughs> Guess um, what, guys? I, think... I don't feel like it. No, I'm going to edit it. There it is. There it is again. And that's me going, that's the one! That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, that, that track. That's me totally doing it and remembering to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like E7 was, was kind of what defined the, the Neo-E's. <laughs> um, in terms of like seven, Salsetta, eight, and I, I would what I would assume is nine coming up here in the uh, the next year or two. Oh wow! But um, it, it really, really changed the formula up, and, and I think for the best. I agree. Yeah, I agree. That's my like, opinion. Yeah. Like there was something to be said about like he had like eight all, and he was doing like a combo of moves. That he switched up to the magician and does like a thing that launches the guy up, and then you bring out Mustafa with the giant hammer, just like slam him with an earthquake, and you could just hot swap party members and like diversify your tactics. In a way that just felt good to do, and yeah, it was also sure. nice just to have Adol walking around with people that had conversations. <laughs> so it wasn't just like the red-haired adventurer, the red-haired swordsman looked on and wondered, "What is he going to do now?" Now it's like a guy said, "Oh my God, Adol, why are you looking at me in a tower?" Or whatever they would do. That was easy, but um, man, did I, you I, play Ease Eight finally? I, I had been playing it, but I need to mm. I need to complete it. I think he got played mm. by Ease Eight. That's it. <laughs> I love Ease Eight, honestly. I put it on like the. I think I didn't put it on Nightmare yet. I still. I'm always a coward about choosing Nightmare mode on these games. I keep telling myself I'm. No, you're not. Point. Like you always like start the games off like no ultra hard not, mode. Not Ease. No. Not Ease because well, Ease Eight will, will get you. Yeah, <laughs> Nightmare I, mode. Yeah, I, I play on hard. I always play hard, but I'm too scared to do Nightmare because, like he said. Like, they don't mess around. Like, you have to have, like, perfect dodges on everything. And I feel like getting killed in two hits is enough. I don't need to get killed in one. Oh, man. I mean, oh, jeez. So. That's but like restart, restart, restart. Yeah, yeah that's no, the challenge. That's, but, that's pretty tough. but even on hard, though, mm -hmm. it feels good. Like, it's a good level of challenge because you still can't, like, be a slouch on boss battles. But at the same time, it's not unforgiving. And I don't need unforgiving. I just want actual challenge. Well, let's listen to some more music. I, I guess so. Pernell. Now you put you chose some some masterpieces. You better believe it, man. So what's next? I'm gonna put this immaculate jingle on. This is a track that I actually thought I picked for a previous episode, but I didn't. So here it is. I'm gonna throw off this track, warning everyone, including you two, to be careful. From the game Ease Three, composed by those gentlemen wonders of the Falcom Sound Team. But I think this is one of the ones that was originally done by Yuzo Koshiro. Yeah, so this is composed by Yuzo yes. Koshiro and then arranged by the Falcom Sound Team for the TurboGrafx CD. Yeah, buddy. My favorite version of the track. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, the TurboGrafx CD is like your wheelhouse. I feel like when we listen to, to like a lot of music, it's like, it's on the TurboGrafx. I'm like, I'm, I'm ready for like that cue card, like kind of... 8-bit sound. The synthy, yeah, the, the crazy synth with all the guitar solos. <laughs> yeah. Every TurboGrafx CD game or Turbo CD game.
Welcome back. You are listening to Be Careful Down in the Mines. I just add that second part. Anyway, it's from the game Ease 3, Wanderers from East. I thought it was composed by Yuzo Koshiro, but through the magic of time travel and internet, we went back to confirm that it was actually uh, Mieko Ishikawa and Masaki Kawaii. Whew. Not Kawaii, but <laughs> Kawaii. Kawaii! Uh, yeah, so but I think this is purely uh, Mieko, Mieko Ishikawa of the Falcom sound team. Masaki Kawaii did the X68000 extra tracks, apparently. Right. And then um, we have Noriyuki Iwadare, who we're, we're doing a composer focus on probably in four, mu- in, in four months. <laughs> <laughs> when, when we get around to it. To the Sega Genesis version of this game. So we, we were just talking about how like trying to figure out the composers for a lot of these tracks is like falling down the rabbit hole. And then you end up just like saying, oh, Yuzo Koshiro. He's, it's Yuzo Koshiro. <laughs> and then there's Oath and Felgana, which we haven't even looked at. Oh. That'll come up on E's three, E's episode three, rather. Yeah, I was gonna say. Not to say like this sound, I to, in my mind is always like this kind of like upbeat symphonic hard rock is always good, and especially with these really cheesy synths, which I love. I love them. It's it's E's so music. This is like Falcom Sound Team sound. But this track it. in particular, I feel it holds a very special place in my E's heart. Yeah, tell us about the track. So. The fact of the matter is, this track plays in the very first dungeon of East 3. And when you come into East 3, the first thing you notice, well, maybe not these days because people are jumping around, but from starting at East 1 and 2 and then hitting 3, you immediately notice that it goes from being that top-down bumping grind system to a left-to-right side-scroller where his sword just doesn't reach very far. And you start to question, is this game going to have any punch to it? Is this going to be boring? What is this about? Hopefully I like it. And then you enter the very first dungeon, the T-Gray Mines, and this beast comes on, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to make myself get into it, because <laughs> how can I not have fun with this beast blaring over my speakers? And for the record, I'm going to take a hard stance on this one. I've heard people say, I like the Super Nintendo version better, or I like the Genesis version better of this track. No, <laughs> wrong. No, there. That no. I, I, I'm all about everyone having their personal taste, but there's, there's like maybe one in a million times. I'm like, you're out of your gourd. Mm. This is one of those times. This I'm has playing a, my card. This has a great '90s sound to it. Yes, and like a '90s sound that's not a '90s game console. This is like a '90s hard rock sound. I it's love it. It's a hair it. rock yeah. deep dive into the vast <laughs> mines to find the mysterious conspiracy that's taking place where the mines are being invaded by various monsters and they're being looted by a corrupt mayor. Okay, can we start with the Whoa. monsters <laughs> and then work our way up to the mayor? <laughs> The important part of all that is that the dungeon is fantastic. It's a very, it's a wonderful way to get started on playing this mm-hmm. game, and it just, quite frankly, is the only way I wanted to experience this until Oath and Felgana came out, which actually returned to the classic top-down style, but with you more keep saying Oath of the blah blah. What is it? Oath and Felgana. It so. The original game was Wanderers from East, East yes. 3. And like I said, it was a side-scroller, hack, like platformer slashing game. But later on down the line, Falcom got into the habit of remaking a lot of their Ease games, giving them a nice touch-ups and giving them some works. And Ease 3 was no different. They decided to give it a top-down approach with the hack-and-slash mechanic of like what we've come to expect from Ease games in the present day. Right. Um, 
they expand on the environments themselves too to make them over just bigger. Like for example, in the original game, there was no there was no overworld. It was just here's a map, pick where you want to go. But in Oath and Felghana, mm. now there's a, a world map you explore that connects all the locations together. Um, and there's like more villagers to talk to. Basically, they expanded on the world a lot, quite a bit. Okay. And the music in that game is also really good. But in some cases, such as this one, no. This is the, the no. Well, this, I don't that, know. I don't know, Pernell. That's, that may them. be. I may have to disagree with you on that one. Well, the strongest foe is better on Oath and Felghana for sure. Um, they're, they're so neck and neck for me. Like, Oath and Felghana is so incredibly good. Yes, it is. Well, Gameplay-wise, it's better. Spot on. Like, I will say, uh, gameplay-wise, it's definitely better. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, I almost see, if we if we were on a tight schedule, I'd be like, look, we gotta get the, 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 the Damascus Mine track playing right now. We'll play both versions of it, and we'll have a heated discussion right now. <laughs> because that's one where I'm like, they're both Valencia good. Valencia Castle, baby. Yes. Valencia Castle. Yeah, that's a great track, too, on both cases. That's the thing. I feel like this is one of those cases where no matter what's your favorite, everyone wins. Yes. yes. But when it comes to Super Nintendo like, Genesis and this, yeah. no. <laughs> you have to rank them, and you're like, wait, they're all awesome. But and then once you, get, once you jump down to the consoles, like, the, the, like I said, to Super and Genesis, like, they're good until you hear this, and you're like, they're good, but they don't come close. Mm. Like... Well, and Ease 3 was on, like, it was on, like, eight different consoles, I think. It was on... Super Nintendo, uh, Genesis. It was on the Turbo MSX, CD. MSX. Yeah. Sharp 6800 or 68000. Yep. 68000. And PC 8801. Oh, wow. They went, all, they went all the way back to the PC 801. That was the Ease 1 and 2 were originally on that as well. Yeah, 3 was on that as well. And, like, I didn't realize it was on Famicom until later, too. I had no idea there was an oh, Ease wow. 3 port on Famicom. I, I would even roll some dice and gamble it may have hit the, the Master System, too. <laughs> Just Who knows? Why not? Sega Masters. I know it had Ease 1, but not Ease 2 somehow in the States. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. All right. My first track of the night is going to be... I'm going to go back to Ease... No, I'm going to go into Ease 8. This is not Ease 7. This is Ease 8. This is oh. called uh, the Sunshine Coastline, which I know that Pernell's going to be into. Oh, I know. Um, this is Takahiro Unisuga and the Falcom Sound Team, JDK.
this is Sunshine Coastline from the game Ease 8, composed by Takahiro Unisuga and performed by the Falcom Sound Team, JDK. Holy crap, dude. This is some stuff right here. This is just happy music. It's so good. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Like, I love it. I think it's amazing how this track... I first learned about it. Like I've had, I've had, I bought Easy Eight on it came out. Yeah. But as we all know, I don't play things when I get them. They just kind of hang out, catching air and whatever, watching mm. me cook dinners. But um, <laughs> Mike Levy from the XVGM Radio Podcast would not stop talking about this track. Like he would not. And my brain at the time was like, well, of course it's good. It's an East track. All East tracks are good. This is exceptional. And but and, I, and that's the thing. Like, I refuse to listen to it outside of the game because mm. I wanted to hear it for the first time within the context of the game. So when I finally booted up my copy and hit that beach, and this started playing, it's the first field music. Yes, and it felt amazing. It is like whereas the um, whereas the be careful theme in the T grade mine made you uh, get you pumped but also cautious. This track got you pumped and ready for adventure, which so, was appropriate. So you're in the this is this is the field theme, but like you're in a you're in a convertible, right? You're driving. No, no, <laughs> this no. is Final Fantasy 15, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's go get let's go to the gas station and meet Sid. That's what it sounds like. It's, this is like this is driving music. This is uh like it does feel like driving. A day off from work, vacation. I'm just driving. But that's I'm glad you said because oh, that's the thing so about good. this track and this game. So you were talking earlier about things like define ease games. Yeah, this game's. Very premise, at mm. least for the first good chunk of it, really, in my opinion, goes defies what you come to expect from Ease Games because the adventure is the exploration. It's just I'm shipwrecked. We got to do something and eventually get off the island. We're just exploring the island and hopefully trying to get off. Like that's the adventure up until a point. But you know, normally he's always just thrust into a situation like, oh no, you got to save the man in the mine, or oh no, the chief's been kidnapped. Now it's like. Let's just explore this island, knock out some coconuts, fight a crab or something. <laughs> um, and I think I think it's, it says something about this track when I spent a ton of time on the beach. As in like a, you, I spent a lot of time in this first area of the game. And when I went through the next screen and the music changed, I went back <laughs> and just started beating wolves until I got tired of it. Because I did not want to let this music go. That's amazing. It's so good. <laughs> and for the record, I'm just going to say two things. One... If there were ever an incentive for me to lose weight and get into better shape, it would be to be able to run and jump while this track is playing in the background. <laughs> and second of all, I would love to see a gymnast just go out and just get this track going when they do their routine because they would be the best gymnast in the world by default at that point. It this just, would be there, there could be an awesome like floor routine to like this song. Yes, yeah. right? <laughs> like doesn't matter, it's like now we have Oksana Bayul coming out to do our routine. <laughs> Like, holy crap, I am ready for this. I'm thinking about doing a full-on uh, DDR step chart to this music. Oh, you would get so tired. I know. Well, there's um, there's there's a couple packs of um, Trails of Cold. Cold Trails Steel? Of Cold, Cold Steel, yeah. Cold yeah. Steel. Um, there's a, and I can't pass any of them. Because <laughs> they're all like 200 BPM. I still got to get the Trails in the Sky, too. I can't believe I never beat the second chapter. No, this is, this is, this is going to be... My obsession for a while, I think. But this is worth asking because I am curious. Though it might be worth, maybe I should save it to later in the show. I'm not. What is your favorite? I mean, at least I know Chris can at least answer this, what? and in your case, you'll have to develop an answer because I will develop. Throwing the gauntlet now. Okay. 
What is your favorite ease game at this point? At this point, I mean, at this point, all I know is music. Exactly. That's why at you're point, getting the gold. All go- I know is music. <laughs> so I'm going to say, for me, it is the Ease Chronicles music is is really good. Okay, so that very oh, the Ease Chronicles. One it's, is so good. it's so good. I think that's probably my favorite as well. Ease Chronicles, Rob. and then I, and I, I can only think back to our first episode. We did this was the original Ease One and Two. Use a Koshiro soundtrack on the PC88 because he, it sounds so deep and full, mm-hmm. but also like like melodically, I just it's just one of my favorites, and it sets the tone for everything. Yeah, I definitely. Gets, I, I, I love the way it sounds. I love the way it sounds for good reason. Yeah, like, fun. It's fact, so cool. I was asked earlier name my top five favorite RPG OSTs, mm-hmm. and I already said I can't do it. There's too many good tracks up there, but Ease One and Two is my overall favorite. <laughs> it's the number one. I won't do it, but Ease One and Two. There you go. <laughs> Every version. Of <laughs> all right, so um, we fit, we all played our first. Wait, wait, Chris did answer. Chris. Oh, Chris. Was Chris. My favorite Ease game? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, man. I would probably say either Ease 8, um, which is a testament to how good that game is. Mm. Um, if, if you have a PS4, or PC, or Switch, go buy it now. Because mm-hmm. um, it's fantastic, or I, I love Oath and Felgana. I don't know why, but that game just really clicked with me, and it was really difficult. Um, it, it gave me like a really, really just like uh, really just challenging time. And the music's great, the gameplay is great, um, the pixel art is fantastic. Uh, it's just a well done game, so I really highly recommend that. They put it out on PC on Steam uh, a couple years ago. So you can play it pretty easily if you have a uh, semi-decent PC. But um, yeah, those are my two for sure. Nice. Is that not is that, a, is that not numbered in the series? Which one? It's three remake of three. It's a remake of three. Okay. All right. Now, now that's I'm... the weird thing. There's so many of these. There's so many remakes of these games that there's, there's like a zillion versions of each game that have like different names and it's. It's well, a it's, rabbit hole, man. It's really cool that they, they, they do that, though. I feel like uh, there's new technology, or maybe like they want to bring the developers back and do something more with it, but then they bring back the same musicians, and now they're like, okay, now you have like Redbook Audio to work with. Now you have like you know streaming audio to just record everything, and it just gets crazier and crazier, the amount of people involved in each game. All right, for this particular version of East 4, we're going for a symphonic metal feel, so you guys can just <laughs> ring that in a bit. We'd appreciate it. <laughs> All right, so I, that was actually something I was going to ask anyway. I was going to say, you know, if you could name, you know, what was what would be your favorite um, uh, music, like from from the series, like from which game? Ah, yeah. I think one and two chronicles. I think I, I would agree with you, Rob. Mm-hmm. Is probably and it, sadly I didn't pick any music from that, but uh, still so good. The arrangements are are the best. In my opinion. Yeah. And I guess for me, I think one and two. I already said earlier is my favorite mm-hmm. OST. Story wise. Across the board, I still think Ease 1 and 2 is my favorite story. But I don't want to say Ease 8 for gameplay only because I'm still getting the full gist of it. Mm-hmm. I can't say yet. But of games I've knocked out for full, I'm going to say my favorite combat was, uh, was it the Memories of Celseta. Okay. Because while the plot kind of fell flat until the last three quarters, the actual gameplay remained fantastic throughout. Action-packed. And we got those Gale boots. Oh, freaking God. <laughs> it was so good. Yes, it was. I, and then now for my benefit... Um, what what defines an ease game for you? <laughs> oh man, um, I mean, I always look at it as kind of like an action, a more action Zelda game mm-hmm. in, in a way. 
It's kind of like an action RPG Zelda um, in terms of... I mean, there's so many different versions of these games. There's like side-scrollers, there's like over-the-top, there's like the, the Ease 1 and 2 games where you're just like you're playing like a football player, you're like a linebacker running around just like running into enemies. So like what, when, you, when, you, when you play like a new Ease game that you're excited about, what, 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 what is it when you turn it on you're like, okay, that's an Ease game? Like what is it that tells you that? Well, the, the newer games really have a focus on on combat and abilities and then, like, material collecting as well. You know, kind of like how you're playing, like, Skyrim, mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild, oh, things okay. like that. You're, you're, there's a huge emphasis on that with, uh, with the game starting with E7. Um, so it's a lot of exploration, a lot of really, really just quick and well-refined combat. Probably the best out of any action RPG Seconded. at this point. Second Second to none, honestly, and uh, just great soundtrack, obviously. Hmm. All right, well, with that, Chris, what's your second track? Uh, my second track is, f- coincidentally, from Ease Memories of Salsetta. What was it called in the U.S.? I'm calling it the Japanese version right now. That was, I think that is what it was called. Yeah, I'm pretty it was sure. Memories of Salsetta. Pretty sure. Because what was the Japanese version? Salsetta and, oh man, I can't remember. Force, Anyways. It was Force of Salsetta or something like that. Force of Salsetta or something like that, yeah. Force of Salsetta, Force of Salsetta something like that is the, the Japanese <laughs> Go um, forward. Uh, and this track is Tower of Guidance, A Kiss for LD. This is Tower of Guidance, a kiss for El Deal, from Ease, Memories of Salsetta. This is chosen by Chris Baines. This this guitar part right here is amazing. <laughs> it's little, so good. It's like a crazy like staircase situation, but then it gets. It's like it's very lyrical too at the same time. Like um, I don't know what it, what it is about it. It's a, it's like Celtic almost. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I, I 
That song, I've tried learning it on guitar, and it's so hard to play on an actual guitar. Not using synth guitars, <laughs> that uh, I, I, it's just nearly impossible to cover. Um, for me, at least, it's, it's out of my skill range. But it's one of those songs where I generally kind of like stick my nose up at synth guitar stuff in games, a lot of like in, in later games. But the E series does it in a way like where they mix like real guitars and synth guitars, and kind of use it very kind of tastefully, mm-hmm. and kind of almost like a callback, if you will, to the older games. That it just it works so well, and that's one of the songs where I really feel like they make a great use of that synth guitar uh, voice. I just love the sheer coincidence of the fact that I mentioned the Gale Boots, and then you picked the track from the dungeon where you get the Gale Boots because it's so good. It's just kiss met. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming so I'm assuming these are ga- these are boots that let you fly. No. You run no. very, very fast. You just run super fast. And yeah. honestly, as far as like ease goes, even when I first put them on and used them, I did not expect to go that fast. And we were talking about earlier how you compare, like we were comparing Zelda and Ease. Gotta go fast. The Pegasus boots and Zelda were a cool thing, are a cool thing, except for one problem. And that is that while you're wearing the Pegasus boots and you use them, it's just a straightforward dash and you crash into a wall. Right. Not the gale boots though. Gale boots, you just dart and you can change direction. Like turn on a dime and like you turn on you keep a dime. <laughs> and when you upgrade the gale boots, you can actually like literally stop and like turn back, like do like quick cuts. Oh, so wow. it becomes this thing where you'll just dash across. And I'm not even making this up. You can dash across like the entire overworld <laughs> with those boots and like time yourself. Like they, you are blitzing in these things. And when you get them. The first thing they want you to do with them is take them and run up the wall, like you're running up the tower, <laughs> literally. Oh wow! So this is a this game's in three dimensions then? No, it's still like I guess it is more three it's dimensions. It's three D. Yeah, it's three D. It's like a top-down three D. Okay. Though. Oh, like like a isometric sort of three quarters. Oh, three three quarters. quarters. I like that. Let's go with three isometric quarters. three quarters. Okay, we'll go with three quarters. <laughs> let's, let's, get, <laughs> let's get our let's get our protractor. Go five eighths. Five eighths. But like it's just it's just so good, and the OST, the, the entire OST for oh, this game is great. immaculate, and it makes you think. Like, so fun fact, yeah, we were talking earlier about um, the Ease games getting remakes on top of remakes and stuff. This game is actually a remake of a version that we never got of Ease Four called Dawn of Ease. But then you dig a little deeper, and you realize it's not even a hundred percent a remake. They took core concepts of the plot from Dawn of Ease and made an entirely new game. Huh. So, for example, one quick There's note... There's two different Ease 4s, right? Yes. So, yeah. to give you an example, like, I know that in Dawn of Ease, the game that, for the life of me, I am gonna freaking play. I fixed the, the turbo graphics up just for the purpose of playing a the, burned Ease 4. The Dawn of Ease. Dawn of Ease. And that one, you do still meet the um, Karna, and you still go to Celseta and all that stuff, but you start the game out in Asteria. The setting of the original Ease One, hmm. and you ultimately end up getting sent to Celseta. And at one point, you even have to go back to Darm Tower because they're trying to like revive, revive like the Dark God there or something. And like you have to, it basically, there actually is like a remix version of the Darm Tower theme, the Tower of Death. And when I first got this game, I was just looking for it. I can't wait to go back to Darm Tower. Can't wait to go back to Darm Tower. And I learned. You never go back to Dark Tower, which means I won't get to hear a cool rendition of that track for this game. Because they also redid a lot of the music from Dawn of Ease when they did Memories of Celseta, including this one. 
And this game had that one track that you played that you blew my mind with that wasn't even from an Ease game. It was from a different game that was like Blast of Wind, maybe? Oh! Blast of Wind? Um, Blast of Wind was from this game, but oh. there was also Limit Force, which was from the fighting game. The fighting game, which was Ease versus Kisunoku Seki. Sora no Kiseki. Sora no, no, no. Kiseki. Oh, which one was it? I'm Blast. not sure which track it was. Blast we talked about oh, this. I remember now. Now yep. I remember. It was Blast yep. of Wind, but through sheer coincidence, I learned... Yep. That the same guy that made both tracks also did a track for an Ice Shield 21 football game. Oh, that's yep, he used it in that track before this and then just grabbed that track and brought it over to this and rearranged it. Yep. That's nuts. I love it. I love it. I love... This is why I love this series, man. This is why I love this music <laughs> is because there's so many just crazy little rabbit holes that you can go down with it and just, just tiny little threads that just kind of connect this to like later and earlier Falcom games. It's just they're all kind of like connected in this little web. It's really cool. I just, I love it. I love it too. And now I want to try to see if we can find more. I think it's like, that's what makes me find, sad. Find more that connections. Dis- yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. the thing that makes me sad about that discovery. Cause I was like, I think we actually did uh, um, an episode themed around that concept because of that. Like game tracks that sound like tracks oh, from other games. That was an idea. I don't think we ever did that one. Did we? If we didn't, I don't, I don't think we did. I mean, Metallica. I guess like Metallica. We do, we, the, we, Doom 1 1 is a. A ripoff of a Metallica song. Oh, I did not know that. I think we we had soundalikes was one where we were gonna play like I don't know it was like David Bowie and then like Mega Man Four or something like that. But that's I mean, the, I, that's the thing. I wasn't even doing that. I was actually I was legitimately going like, okay, this is a track from this game. Now run it along this track from this game. Oh, they are either exactly the same by the same guy or someone needs to owe somebody some money. Well, you're gonna have you're too close. Inspired. There's a lot. Inspired by early PC games, especially have that a lot, and, and it feels like really weird to actually experience it. You know, like you're just listening to music, la la la, and out of nowhere, it's like, wait a minute, that sounds like if you go to the internet, and you find it's like that's the track, that's the one. It's like you don't even see it coming. Like there was like a website that my friend, like my friend Mike, showed me. And I don't want to say it on the episode because I don't remember off the top of my head, and I want to link you to something you shouldn't be going to. All right. But um, <laughs> basically, it was a site that specifically tailored around like sound-alike songs. Oh, okay. And oh, okay. Was, I thought you were going in a different direction. Oh no, no. I'm just like my, I'm just worried that I could be like, hey, go to this website, and ease. then someone writes in the show's like, you jerk. TV, TV and art slash ease. <laughs> exactly. This is supposed to be a family show. You're careful. Bad legs, Purnell. Like what? Be careful. Just like the track. <laughs> uh, that, Actually, we're back around to Purnell, so be careful because I don't have the track name. Ooh, child. Well, that's okay. I'm ready to go with this one. All right, what you got? So, this is another track. This is the track I mentioned earlier where I was like, I wanted to get this on the show for a long time and mm. just never found the reason for it. Even almost put it on our fighter episode, but didn't quite take. So, here it is today from the game Ease Origin. This track is called Scarlet Tempest.
listen to Hot-Blooded Scarlet Tempest from the game Eve Orton, composed by Or at this one, uh, Yuzo Koshiro, Miyako Ishikawa, and Hideya Nagata. So we, you don't know who I'm talking about, because I was talking about those guys. <laughs> so, interesting thing about this, well, this track and just the entirety of the concept behind it. So, when I first played Ease Book 1 and 2, I was very, very young. We're talking like 11 years old or so. Mm-hmm. So my memories of certain dialogue bits are a bit hazy there. What'd you I play it on? On the Turbo Graphics CD. I got one of those, I got the Turbo Duo and it came with the 6-in-1 CD. And at the time, I was like, ah, this game looks dumb. Well, you, don't even, you don't even have an attack button. You just walk into guys. And then the addiction kicked in. I, could, I, I couldn't explain it. it couldn't just, stop walking into guys. Couldn't stop, <laughs> couldn't stop colliding. But, like, um, but I remember, I swear, I remember reading or hearing somewhere back then that Darm Tower, which is the location that exists on Hysteria, which is a giant tower that's meant to reach the floating city of, or continent of Ease, mm was supposedly a magic tower that had an ever-changing internal structure, which means it was never static. So, I always believed that, which would be important because this game, Ease Origin, actually takes place about a couple hundred years before Ease 1 does. So, another interesting tidbit, this game does not have Adol outside of an unlockable character, but story-wise, he doesn't exist yet, so he's not in it. Instead, you play as the ancestors of the families who writ, wrote the Books of Ease. So, you're scaling Darm Tower throughout the entire game. And whereas when you were in Darm Tower in Ease Book 1 and 2, it was just this dark, aspiring <laughs> structure. Like, when you're in that darn tower. That darn, darn <laughs> tower. Uh, <laughs> as you're, you're just scaling it, and it's just, you know, like, corridors with pillars, corridors with pillars and brick walls. Just a structure, right? Hmm. But in E's origin, Durham Tower is a crazy weird world. Like, some of the floors are like water, it's like a water prison. A number of the floors are a literal desert. Mm. Like, it's a desert inside the tower. There's a number of floors, like, where this track plays, which is like a, just a fiery pit. Like, you're pretty much like running through hell inside of the tower. And it's just having this music play over it as you're this little girl wielding a giant axe is just fantastic to me. Hmm. It's it's just gold. So this e- is my favorite track in the game, I think. All right, so Ease Origins, is this a... This is not like a retelling of one of the other Ease games? No, nah, this is supposed to lay the foundation for the Ease series, series, or at least book one and two. Okay, and so Ease is a continent? Yes, Ease oh. is a continent. So... Well, I'm, let's see, I'm, this is where I'm starting. <laughs> which I always <laughs> found interesting that the series is named after a continent that only exists in three of the games. But, um... Uh, Basically, Ease Spoiler is... Spoiler for now. Oh, no, don't spoil. Play the games, people. They've been around forever. Um, the Ease, Ease is just a continent mm. where okay. people, like magical people live, basically. They're not like, you know, like, they're like gnomes or nothing, just people that had magic abilities and very, like, a lot more wise men or whatever. And when the demon horde started to attack and the people were being overrun by them, and it all goes into like this whole story involving the magic metals, Claria, which is basically just steel or whatever, they ultimately decided to escape the monsters by casting a spell that caused the continent of East to rise up from the earth, like mm-hmm. rip itself from the ground and rise up into the sky. So the first game is all about you eventually reaching the floating continent of East hmm. and then saving it. Um, but this tower exists solely as a means for the demons who were left behind 
to eventually ascend and reach the continent of ease. Oh, so they were just building this huge tower to get up there, and so you, this game is you're traveling up the tower. Yeah, you're all, <coughs> you're stuck inside of it because mm. it's like my memory of the overall origins arc story is weird, but it involves like the two goddesses, Fina and Ray, going missing because for a while they actually lived amongst the people, mm. and these people, these heads of these families are breaching the tower where they believe they were taken to to try to find them and save them. So that's why you're in there and that just sets up a bunch of stories involving like the dark fact, the fact family and the Toba, the Toba family and that, but that, that. Point is, play the dang game because it's <laughs> worth your time and this one is very action-based, fun time. You get multiple characters to choose from. It's just good. It's so good. This, is, this music is really good. I haven't played Ease Origin. It's one of the few games that I actually have not Get up. To play. I'll make a deal with you. How about them apples? I'll finally put more time in Ease 8 if you play Origin. We had this deal like a year ago, Pernell. <laughs> we never had this deal because there was nothing in it for me. Uh, last time I was on the show, I was like, next time I'm on, you better have finished Ease 8. But what was in it for me? <laughs> I got. I had to hit you with something. I gave you nothing. We Playing had a great game and hearing a great soundtrack. <laughs> So, Pernell, there's like um, yeah, about 80% through the game, there's an amazing song. And you just have to play the game to hear it. 100% through the game, Rob. 100%. <laughs> well, I mean, well, it's one of the things where it's like, I, I've had this thing lately where like when people recommend TV shows or video games or anything, I like to make a trade of sorts. I like it to be like, okay, you recommended something to me. Here, I got something for you. You got to play this. And that ends up becoming like the handshake and blood sort of thing. It's like, okay, we're in this together. But when it's just like, play the game, I'm like, well, I got nothing to recommend to you. It just doesn't feel the same. But now, now I got a thing. All right, and what's the Blood Pact? What's the Blood Pact? The Blood Pact is you play E's Origin and I play E's 8. <laughs> what, what's, what's the deadline? March 31st. All right, I can do that. I might not. Finish E's 8 and I'll finish E's yeah, Origin we have to make March this, 31st. We have to make this the Rhythm and Pixels Game of the Month. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to have there to next month because if I don't, I'm not going to pull it off. <laughs> All right, so my last track is from... Ease Chronicles. This is from Ease 1 and 2 Chronicles to make the end of battle. Composed by Yusuke Koshiro, arranged by Yukihiro Jindo.
This is To Make the End of Battle from Ease 1 and 2 Chronicles, composed by Yuso Koshiro, arranged by Yukihiro Jindo. Um, I think this is from a super arranged album. I'm not so sure. Or maybe this was a specific version of the song for the original soundtrack album. Funny enough, if you want me to verify, I can check when I get home tonight, just boot up my save file and tell you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I say I would be g- interested to know, because like, I, I heard this and I was like, yeah, it sounds like Amazing Ease music. And you're both like, that doesn't sound right. Well, I don't know. I didn't say that. <laughs> what I said was... Oh, I well, said it. You know, Chris said it. My <laughs> oh, thing is it. that I'm, my, I'm mostly attached to the Turbo CD version, <laughs> so it's already going to sound different for me. But... At the same time, I was like, well, I can't confirm nor deny. I'm just going to say right. it is. Though, one so, thing I got to mention mm-hmm. is that just like earlier when, when Chris picked his track being in the tower where you get the Gale boots, I love the fact that it seems to be this weird thing where like I'll discuss something. I haven't looked at the track selections. No. I'll, I'll describe something, start talking about a topic, and then the next track will be something that directly touches on that thing. So I was talking about how you eventually go up to ease to save them from the demon invasion and how you have to scale the tower and then do it. Well, this track is what plays when you're launching, being launched to ease as a light comet. <laughs> Which, by the way, this is still probably one of the best experiences in the game I've ever had. So, I don't think it's going to e- translate mail, though. So but. Ease 1 and 2 Chronicles, is this just a combination of the stories of, of the very first two games? Yes. Okay. So back in the day, they were released separately, like mm. on the Master System and all that, and the, and the PC-88 and all that. Okay, okay. They were released okay. as separate games, but in future versions of it, they were released as one game, and they would always refer to them as Ease 1 and 2. And a large part of why that, oh, that is... that makes so much sense now. That makes so much more sense. And a large part of why, though, is because they're so interconnected that it's crazy. Like, when I got to the end of Ease 1 for the first time when I was a child, and then this whole sequence happens where you just get blasted out of the last dungeon to a whole new game, it felt amazing to me. Because I was like, wait a minute, I thought the game was over. And apparently it's just getting started. <laughs> All right, um, show of hands, um, whoever saw this game when they were kids said wise. Thought this game was wise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone. Yep. Absolutely. I still call it wise just to make people angry sometimes. So I'm just <laughs> even more confused that, you know, it's E's with a Y when they could have just had the letter E. <laughs> no, nah, but that's not as artful. <laughs> it needs to be artsy, man. So is it E's with an apostrophe? Like, um, no apostrophe. It's E's. No apostrophe. Like, like it's, it's possessive. <laughs> it's wise continent. It's Ease's monster. <laughs> it belongs to Ease. The wise See, Ease. I'm glad they didn't change it coming over like with the localization too, because I feel like with like a, a title like this, yeah. usually when they brought this stuff over to the U.S., like they would change it and make it something that you know, that you know, for us, you know, petty Americans that can't understand anything. That's a you good know. point because think about like when like when this game was developed, and then also I think they only they brought it to America with with these one and two on the on the. Turbo graphics and then use three on the Genesis Super NES. Super, Super NES. Yeah. Like what? By the time at the at the time they did that, think about the name they could have given it. They Celestia, could, right? They could have been like Radical Henry. You know? <laughs> no, I would have been. I was. My brain first immediately went to Celestia by virtue oh, of the fact that it's a sky scene. So it'd be like the books of Celestia. Celestia yeah. two. Celestia three wanders from Celestia. <laughs> it just. That just sounds like the kind of name that they would have given a Although, Sky City. Like with the Super Nintendo, like at least like SquareSoft, they're like, okay, they're not, we're not going to call it Final Fantasy USA. We're going to call it Mystic Quest. Oh, no, well, I guess they, ten- well, they called it USA in Japan when they yeah, ported exactly. it back. So technically oh, yeah, they did call it USA. Here. 
first. Oh, it was here first? Oh, okay. Yeah, it came yeah, here. And I want to play Radical Henry, by the way. <laughs> Radical Henry. I'm, I'm trying to play that. It's still in development. It's just a reskin of Mario 3. <laughs> Radical Henry. He has a skateboard power-up. You know how, like, he, uh, he just has his hat backwards. <laughs> yes. He's, a I, He's so still Rob, a plumber, I gotta, though. I, I, sorry, Ronell. Um, I got to give you props, though, because <laughs> you, when I was... Like researching tracks for this episode, yeah. uh, when I was talking to you guys and I looked up at the track, I was like, I was so stressed out because this narrowing it down to three tracks uh, is with this series is nearly impossible. Like this is one of my favorite series of all time, this, musically even probably higher. But you, this is one of those tracks that's in my top five. Like it's oh, okay. good. Oh, good, good. This is so good. So I was so happy to see this on here because this was like one of those tracks that I. I ended up just like knocking down to, to uh, a lower rung that didn't make the cut. <laughs> but I saw your track and I was like, oh, God, God. So I know, I know. It's getting represented Save by the day. someone. Well, that's the thing with this, uh, with on, doing things on this show, it's like, oh, I feel like I want to still get this music in. Like, Pernell would usually be like, okay, well, I got this too. And it's like, oh, we're going to represent everything. But with so much music across all of these games, like, it's, it's going to be hard to make sure we get the best representation of the sound of the series so like if if you don't know anything about these like i don't but you're listening to this music fresh you're like so the entire game there's no slow jams right <laughs> there are just i ain't got time to pick them though <laughs> same yeah it's like Literally. i mean like i remember like a couple weeks ago we had the patreon episode mm -hmm. and this is an example of like i'm glad someone else picked up the do which that someone we had a listener who suggested the theme for ramia village which is the third town that exists in E's book two mm -hmm. and I was like oh wow it's Rami Village like, it's a good theme I would never pick it but it's so good that I'm glad someone did to get around the fact that I, well, I'd be like I don't know if I want to put there's not enough guitar in it but this guy's <laughs> like it doesn't need guitar it where's has like a stri where's strings where's the, yeah, the solo but since <laughs> someone else put it I was like nice this has to get on the episode mm -hmm. because this is fantastic representation especially that i would never pick but i would love to hear it's so good so good so good well we're gonna bring this track down and we're gonna get into the part of the show we call the bonus round 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 bonus round, <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. round one do, do, do. bonus that's where you buy your treasure chest track bonus oh right there yeah uh, treasure chests insert rob will remember no you, <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't, but I'll keep that in there anyway. Anyway, the bonus round part of our show is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes and arrangements, which is funny because so much of this music is already arranged from original tracks within the series. Mm -hmm. So I'm this kinda, is completely different. But no, this is going to be different. This one's different. So Chris, what did you bring to us today? That's, and that was what I was worried about. Like <laughs> my tracks from before are 10. Well, one of them is technically an arrangement of an earlier track right. so i was like ah, this is so strange but i went the the best way that i could and i picked something off an arranged album mm. uh and this is from e7 this is crossing rage um from the falcon versus jdk band oh, album i'm looking forward to this because this was my favorite battle theme from that game
Wow. I guess we had to expect the heat to come from the bonus round for this topic yeah. of an episode. That is Crossing <laughs> Rage! Exclamation point from Ease 7 from Falcom versus JDK Band. Wow. All right. Yeah, that is an amazing version of that track, Chris. What, what, what did you love about that? <laughs> Every. I mean, the bass solo. The bass. First solo. off, yeah. Let's let's talk about the bass solo, because there are not enough bass solos in games these days. However, Falcom, uh, the JDK band, how is amazing at putting uh, bass solos in. I believe there's one in um, to uh, to make the end of battle as well. In the arranged version. I'm not sure if it's the, in the version you played, Rob. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I know in one of the versions, there is the, another killer bass solo. Oh, man. But there's, um, there's fills in that drum solo towards the end where everything sort of comes back up like another key and then comes back down again. Those so good. fills are so good. Like, I, that is amazing. I just love, like, just the concept of Crossing Rage, and I'm glad that this did that track justice because... To me, that is one of the versions of that track that cements that Adol is a legitimate badass. Like, he's yeah. just, he's amazing. <laughs> like, he's like left to die in an arena with a wood plank and a stick. It was like, fight these giant boars until one of them kills you. He's like, nah, I, that's not going to happen today. It's just, oh my God, this track is, is spectacular. Yeah, and th this was one of the few, when I was like trying to figure out um, which East track I wanted to cover on my last album, it was between this and um, A Syrian Struggle, and obviously I went with A Syrian Struggle, but this was like so close. You know, I still want to come back around. I'm actually glad you didn't pick this one for that, because I feel like with the name being Crossing Rage, I almost feel like this this would make a great cover track if it was done as like a like a versus, yeah. like a, a dueling guitar sort of deal. Sure, yeah, there, sure. There's a little bit of like a, that, that harmonic, like the harmony, the two guitars play together, like at the very yeah. beginning. Um, oof, that's so good. All right. He, Pernal, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta step this up. What's right. next? Well, step it up. I can't step it up past that. That's, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it horizontal here. I'm gonna keep <laughs> it level. Um, I found a pretty cool cover too for a track that I was hoping to get on the episode and almost didn't until well, obviously I found this track. It is also from the game Ease Three Wanders from Ease, and the track is a cover of The Boys Got Wings. I probably got the name wrong, but whatever. <laughs> and the actual cover is called That Freak Winged Boy. And I'm not mistaken, who is it done by here? I have it written down. But we have Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Dr. Man Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan. The, <laughs> the Manhattan. I think we can all say that together. Dr. Manhattan. Hatton. And honestly, this track, if you guys don't like it, I will be flabbergasted. All right, here we go.
That was great. That was really great. Uh, as I was saying, like, if I, I can't feel, I don't know if I could understand a person who would hear that and go, eh, it's okay, I guess. Like, this is, you know when you look for tracks for the episode and then you just come across that one where after it plays, you like run back to restart it and then you do it again and again and again and again <laughs> yeah, and like, again. Uh, I want to hear that one more time. This was that track for probably 40 minutes at work because I just couldn't stop listening to it. And that was with earbuds. Listening to it with the ear for headphones is even better. Yeah, you get the full range, you get yeah. the full stereo effect. Oh, it's great. It's so good. And it's like a cover of one of the best tracks from East 3. So it just makes it that much yeah, cooler. That is, that, that is an iconic tune. Like that that melody, that blah, 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 is amazing. Yes. Um, that solo towards the end there, like he was just going off. That's my favorite part of the track, <laughs> right there, hands down. But oof, I love the 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 clean guitar section, like that little brief little interlude, and yeah. then also the the halftime part. But as we're gotta say, better halftime than Maroon Five, I'd bet, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> the halftime was terrible. All right, well, we're going to take a little break here. This track is completely different from what we've heard. Oh. <laughs> all, um, all, although this is, is a... Is Sweet Victory? No, this isn't oh, is an, an official arranged <laughs> album from the Falcom Sound team. Um, and the, the album is called Fina, and there are arrangements, I think, of Ease 1 through 3. Mm-hmm. And this is Maxin, called... Maxin and Relaxin? Maxin, yeah, totally. This is for a called Whispers of the Goddesses. From okay. Ease One, this is a um, kind of an arrangement of the tune Fina, composed by Yusa Koshiro and arranged by Ryo Yonemitsu of the Falcom Sound Team, with vocals by Shoko Minami. Give it a listen while shooting some b-ball outside of the school, would you? <laughs> and a couple of boys <laughs> of the <laughs> Falcom Sound Team. <laughs> Started making music that was really mean. <laughs> I bought one little CD and then I said, holy crap, these guys are full of hot air. I got to play. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not playing any music anymore. I just, I just, we're just having to like rap. But I was just going to freestyle over everything. <laughs>
Whispers and Servers. <laughs> this is Whispers of the Goddesses from Ease One. This is an arrangement of Fina, composed by Yusuke Koshiro, arranged by Ryo Yonimitsu of the Falcom Sound Team, featuring Shoko Minami with lyrics and vocals. Very different from the rest of the episode today, but oh, so smooth. It was Super a, smooth. It was fun. Chris heard Phil Collins. Yes, was, yeah, it's, it the, it's from the Ease Phil Collins arrangement album. <laughs> actually, Rob. <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> well, you got me. Well, you see. <laughs> I'll just have to hand you the keys to the podcast. <laughs> oh, it was so good, though. Yeah, I, was, I really I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm glad you kind of winded things down at the end. I just, I was, wanted to find nice. something different, slower. And I wanted so to, 80s. Yeah, and I, so I love, 80s. yes, so 80s. For and some I, reason. I love Fina. Fina's such a good song. Great I, track. I think it's just because I'm old or something, but I seriously was listening. And I was like, this could have been at the end of like an episode of Bubblegum Crisis. Yeah. <laughs> it does have that kind of sound to it. So this was um, composed for the Ease 1 and 2 special. Nope, I'm looking at the wrong soundtrack. You sure are. <laughs> <laughs> this was composed for the Frosted Fruit Loops. Frosted Fruit Loops. Um, sound compilation album. Developed by Kellogg's Inc. <laughs> no, remixed by Yuzo Koshiro. No, now you're just getting silly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's on a, a compilation album called Fina. Um, just it's just Fina. Part of the Breakfast Beats collection. And, um, I believe all of the tracks have Shoko Minami on the um, yeah, Breakfast Beats. Are they, are they all arrangements of Fina? Um, no, they're all. It's called Fina. This is the first track on the album, but they're all arrangements of tracks of Ease One from Ease One through Three. Ah, but okay. with lyrics and vocals by Shoko Minami. I, nice. I'm, I, I'm, I'm locked on this. I can't walk away. So now I got to bring it up. I got to go back to this. So breakfast beats. It, yes. it, it needs to happen for one, breakfast but two, beats. like maybe your favorite cereal. And if your cereal had a representation on breakfast beats, what kind of sound would it have? Well, I love Raisin Bran. So I guess wow. <laughs> like, I love Raisin Bran too, Rob. <laughs> so what no. kind of music would, would represent Raisin Bran on the Breakfast Beats collection? Uh, uh, I would just have to say, you know, you, okay, okay, here we go. You know how like when MC Hammer first came out? Okay. Okay. And his music was super popular, but really cheesy. But for the time it was like awesome. Mm-hmm. But then, but then in like, There's one album, but the, one you know, album was awesome. The one album. But then in the nineties, Rap music started to get edgy, mm-hmm. right? And um, and like gangster rap started to kind of come in, and like you know, people had more to say, right? Uh-huh. Which is great. But MC Hammer started to change a little bit. <laughs> he wanted oh, to keep God. up. That those are my breakfast beats for. <laughs> oh, God. Unfortunate transition of MC Hammer is your breakfast beats representation of Raisin Bran. Because it's the unfortunate transition into adulthood and needing to eat bran every damn morning. Oh, touche. <laughs> that's, that's very appropriate. Didn't Shaq do an album? Oh, he did. Yeah, that's my choice. <laughs> the Shaq album representation. Yep, Shaq of, album. There it is. Of Raisin Bran breakfast beats. You have got to be kidding me. I like that. Yours is the Shaq album. Mine is the unfortunate MC Hammer transition <laughs> into the 2000s <laughs> or the 90s. Right? Oh my god. Oh wow. Well, for more uh, information on the bonus round part of the show, go to rhythminpixels.com and we'll have links to all of these arranged albums and um, bios, Bandcamps, and YouTube links where you can go and support the artists. And if you want more information on the Breakfast Beats album, <laughs> please go to Kellogg's.com, where they'll have information on all the cuts, the next release album, and every serial that's represented 
in the mix. Call your local. Sometimes in the same bowl. Call your local Kellogg's representative. <laughs> <laughs> and tell them you want breakfast beats. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on episode 17-1, the first episode of Podcast World 17, because I refuse to change how we number the episodes. Why would we? It's our, so immaculate. Our second look at the Ease series of games with Chris Baines. Chris, dude, thank you for giving dude. us another excuse to listen to some music from this game. <laughs> and for hanging out with a good friend. Yeah. It's always yeah. good to hang out with friends. It's, it is always a pleasure to come on and talk music and video games with you guys. It's just, I listen to the podcast every single week, and I'm a big fan, obviously, but it's just, it's great to come on and talk with you guys, because it doesn't happen enough. Yeah. And, and it's just, yeah, I, and an amazing topic, too. Like, I, I would have been incredibly upset, like I told Purnell, if you guys had done this without me, because this is... This is my bread and butter right here. Well, it so. all worked out because Purnell refuses to to double the to revisit um, topics unless we have uh, guests who demand it. <laughs> I'm oh like, yeah, I'm like surprisingly adamant about it. It's like I'm sure it'll happen someday, but if it doesn't have to, why tip the horse? You know, but why demanded it. Oh, you why? Did. Why? We, tip, why would we not oblige? Why tip the horse, Purnell? Because he's been <laughs> neighing in my direction, and I frankly don't appreciate it. <laughs> Hang on a sec, Purnell. Let me hear your best horse impression. Oh, oh dear lord. <laughs> My wife's going to hear this and she's going to be really. Well, hold on there, Wilbur. That is... Wrong guy. No, not, not your horse talking impression. Like I your like... Like horse, like actual horse impression. Not Mr. <laughs> Head. <laughs> Sounds like a horse is about to My kick voice the bucket, is not... man. <laughs> My horse is dying. <laughs> God, no. that, is... that was terrifying. Maybe if my horse was a chain smoker. <laughs> I, could, I could pull something here. I'm an alto. I'm a titter. I'm not an alto. I'm a titter. I think there's something wrong with your horse, Purnell. <laughs> just Put a dick about the pasture. But also, one thing worth mentioning, though, while recovering from my failed horsing yeah. around. You're horsing around? Um, are you happy with the fact that I think we actually covered every, at least some reference of every numeric ease game except for Lost Kevin? Oh, oh, 05, right? We missed five. Yeah, I we just missed that was Keffin, yeah, but yeah. I, I feel like that almost doesn't count for us because it never came to the States in any official manner, so I'm like, well, I'm concerned. Yeah. It's the only mainline I haven't played. I have, I actually have a translated uh, SNES cart um, that I purchased. I just never actually got around to playing it. Oh, you'll have to sometime and share tell me how it is because I, I would like to try it. Yeah, I will, 100%. Yeah, buddy. Lost Keffin. Lost <laughs> Well, um, Chris, do you have um, any new projects or anything new that you can kind of tease us? <laughs> there you go. That's a horse. There. That was pretty All good. Right. I was. I got a little concerned. I have about. the inspiration I need now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I I will be. So I took a break from from doing video game arrangements a little <laughs> bit. Um, I do have some things planned for this year uh, with some other people. Okay. And I have some original stuff that I've been working on. Lately, I've been working on original tracks. Great, great. Um, which has been a nice, refreshing uh, return to that. I haven't done that in a long time. It's been mostly video game tracks. But uh, 
Yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff ahead of me for 2019. Just not a lot to announce quite yet. Well, definitely. So stay tuned. Yeah, definitely let us know, and we'll we'll let our listeners know. And in the event that you need a triangle player or a dying horse, I'm your guy. <laughs> you need a dying horse player. Or, or some breakfast beats wraps. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know I'm down for the breakfast beats. You could make breakfast beats, technically. There you go. There's your original album or, right there. I was going to say. Enthusiastic fans, you know, we'll be around. <laughs> Indeed. Just imagine, I could come on there, I could be the son from Raisin Bran with the two scoops of Raisin's rap. It would be amazing. <laughs> oh, giant man. spoons of raisins. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Two scoops you can, of slang. You can, uh, you can find me on YouTube uh, as Chris Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S. Uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those fun things. Mm-hmm. Uh, just look up Chris Baines. Uh, and on Bandcamp as well, uh, under Chris Baines, you can uh, purchase my music or stream my music, so desire. Great. Uh, yep. And any any support helps. Yeah. When this episode comes out, we'll um, we'll be linking up um, some of your most recent uh, videos on Facebook and YouTube, and you can um, see those there. So get inspired, get excited for some more um, music. And if you'd like to contact us, you can send us an email. Rhythm and pixels at hotmail.com. Dry this up. Yeah, let us know if you um if you have any track suggestions or episode suggestions. We'd love to to take them. Um, and if you want more information about the show, uh, full track listing from all the episodes and links to uh, all the other stuff that we're doing, go to the website. Rhythm and pixels.com. Yes, that's the URL. Yeah, very easy to remember. Rhythm and pixels.com. You can check us out on all of the social media places facebook twitter instagram it's rhythm and pixels all one word you just put it in the search and you can find us it's pretty easy um, if you want to support the show go ahead and hit the subscribe button or the like button or the um okay this is fine button or just you know just you can hit those buttons and it'll do things for us buttons are fun to press i mean what's good. not to do yeah um and if you want to if you'd like to support us in other ways you can go to patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels um, and all the money there helps support the hosting of all the files in the show and all of uh, the equipment and all of the work that we're putting into this. We sure do appreciate it. Um, we also do a live stream um, of our episodes once a month for all of our Patreon members. And we like to thank all of our Patreon members at the end of the show, the high score list. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Read them all down. Double drag. Um, so we're just going to have their three letter initials. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like Dig Dug style. Um, so we, uh, first, we have a new Patreon member, Nick Walker. Thank you very much for your support of our show. Thank you, good sir. want to thank, as always, Alex, the messenger, messenger. Um, just super podcast fan. We love you. We love you. Also, you need to play Wargroove, dude. <laughs> yeah, get, get on, on that, it. Get on that Wargroove. want to thank yeah. Stephen Miller. want to thank the Autistic Gamer. We want to thank Cameron Worma, Cam O. Worms. want to thank Christopher Shenstrom. Thank you so much. Damian Beckles, Wicked Sephiroth, OK Impala, Kung Fu Carlos Carlito of the Heroes 3 podcast, Henrik Anderson of the Com- of the Camouflage Commodore 64 podcast, Michael Bridgewater of the Forever Sound Version podcast, which we're going to be doing an episode with him in a few weeks. Such a good topic, Which is just, a, it's just t- music to drink tea, too. It's just tea drinking music because he is just so darn British. And I want to listen to some of his, his uh, podcasts, and it was, it's, it's delightful. It's really nice. Is he it? comes at it from a very um, uh, 
edu- educated like perspective. Like it's all educational. You know, I find I find it very educational. And you just can't you just can't get can't beat that voice. He's got a great radio voice, very smooth yeah. radio voice. That's true. I right, want to thank Brian Pitt. Morton Gangso, Chris Marie, how you it's doing? Marie, always good to, always good to say hi to you. Come uh, on, man. Want to thank Jupiter Jazz. Want to thank Solus Sanctuary. Thank you again for the artwork, um, the artwork from our last episode, the live episode. God, that artwork was legit. Yeah, really cool. We look like heroes, Pernell. <laughs> I see. Now I know I need to go to for that darn Pokemon image I always oh, wanted. Man. I might have to commission that off of her. Absolutely. Want to thank John Jekyll, Shovasalo. Chris Steenerson and David Smith. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the show. Thanks for just being great friggin' people. Yeah, if we ever see you in person, we will shake your hands. Maybe at StacyCon 94. Uh, fist bumps. <laughs> we, we could, um, you know, trade Stacy's. Or buttons. We can do pen swaps. Pin swaps, yeah. Yeah. But no blood bets. I'm, I'm already low on well, actually, blood from uh, dealing with Chris. If you see us in person, out. we do have blood packed. If we do have buttons, yeah, that's right. That's right. Buttons, and stickers, and all that stuff. We'll just give them to you, and you'll walk away. We're like, well, am I going to do all this crap? <laughs> just like, I got this shirt. Just, yeah, put on a shirt. All this flair. Mm. Well, um, we come to the end of the episode. I want to thank Chris, Chris, one more time. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I've had a fantastic time. Well, it's been Rhythm and Pixels. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm going to beat Chris at Magical Drop 3 Pernell. <laughs> Have a safe week. Bring it. <laughs> we'll see you next week. And remember, being yourself and comfortable in your own way of doing things is totally okay. It's what we do as humans. We are who we are. But with that said, when you're out and shared company and environments this is going to sound really weird but this is this is coming from life experience here it's coming from the heart this is coming from the heart all right i'm listening please be clean when it comes to using restrooms and public spaces because it sounds weird but some people should hear it take it to heart man you're sharing space with people treat it like you treat it like you're at home and if you're messy at home you gotta work on that we love you too much to let it stay messy come on let's do that right can we name this segment? Is there a name for this segment we can come up with right now? And remember! <laughs> yeah, it's just like the... Uh, Sonic says? Pernell says? Pernell says. Pernell says. Oh, actually, I've wrote it down. Uh, <laughs> Pernell's words of wisdom someone said. Here we go. At, at the end of the show, um, we thank subscribers, um, and then Pernell gives positive message of the week. Happy face. <laughs> P-M-O-W. P-M-O-W. Yeah. Wow. M-O-W. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Pernell gives thanks. I have no idea. It's just, uh...